Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is Burning Man Part 3. I've done two other episodes on Burning Man, and it's really easy to crank out some conversation about Burning Man. I've been three years, and uh, it took me two episodes just to describe a little bit, tiny bit of my experience um, of that first year. The first year was a big one and it really got us excited to do it again. And so we, uh, I think the first year that I went was 2006. We skipped 2007 and then went back 2008, I believe. I know we did every other year. So I think it was 2006, 2008, 2010 were the years that I've been so far. And, uh, yeah, so 2008 was, I believe, uh, the American Dream. And for this one, my buddy Jared and I, we went out and got ourselves some pretty sweet American flag bandanas that we wore on us, um, used as, you know, both to protect us from the dust and just to, just to support. <laughs> and uh, this time we, I don't remember if we had the motorhome that time. I don't think so. I think we did the camping under the shade structure again. And it was um, it was a little different that year. Yeah, you know, it's probably just going to blur into the, the last year too, which was also blurry. <laughs> Lots of blurs. Lots of blurs. Oh, okay. A couple of big themes that happened. Um, Year two, I I had a bicycle again, and I was excited because I thought this year I'd be able to ride it. But no, guess what? This year, yes, I recall, there was mud. It rained. It rained on the playa. And so the dust out there is very fine. And uh, we happened to end up in, in the, you know, then there was muddy. Like, you can't ride your bikes in the mud. So my bike became pretty much useless. And so second year that I've gone that I did not have a bike. And, but it was okay. At least this year, nobody else did either, really. And so we were all moving at the same tempo. So um, the domes went off again uh, out in Deep Playa. Pink, the Pink Crew, they went off. The all the all the organizations, you know, they just put so much into it. It's such an amazing, amazing experience. And uh, one of my favorite art installations, I think it was that year, was the City of Babel the Tower of Babel. These folks put together a freaking 10-story or 20-story, could have been 100 stories for all I remember, trying to climb up that darn thing. Steel structure out in the middle of the dang desert, friend. Out in the middle of nowhere is this ginormous steel structure that you could climb all the way up to the top. And then they had um, this thing where it's like you could say in your own language you could talk in your own language off this thing out to the playa, right? And so the, the story of Babel is one of my favorites from the Bible, and people have different interpretations. And um, I'm certainly not trying to hear to preach you the Bible, but uh, I grew up around that. My mom, you know, made us read it and um, exposed us to it. So story of Babel, my rendition, quick one for those of you not familiar with the story. Uh, once upon a time ago, all the people of the world spoke the same language. And they all uh, got together one day and said, hey, 
you know, we could build a tower up as high as God, up to the gods, if we want to, if we work together. And so they worked together and they built this tower stretching up to the sky. And uh, God was like, nope, this, is, this isn't this is going to work. You guys are, uh, you know, getting ahead of yourselves here. Crashed it down and uh, made them all start speaking in different tongues. They all started speaking in different languages to keep them separate, keep them uh, apart, right? Uh, and, they, and the gods said, well, you know, if they work together, there's nothing they can't do. There's nothing they can't do if they work together. And so uh, God split them up, or the gods, whatever, split them up so that they, by language that they couldn't communicate anymore. And that caused division amongst the people. And so the Tower of Babel was here in the middle of the desert. We climbed it, and that was really cool. That was, uh, I loved that. Um, just amazing art all over the place, more than I could ever describe again, so I'm not going to. Um, and then uh, the, the the temple. The temple each year was amazing. And so we would go, and um, I believe, yeah, 2008. I think that was the year. No, no, no. That was the next year, the next time. Okay. Um, so I'm going to blare straight into my third time because it's really hard to distinguish them now. Um, the 2010 year that we went, there was also another amazing temple and that happened to be the year, um, that my mom died. And so I brought some ashes out there to spread them. And so it was a very emotional thing for me. I never actually did spread them. I <laughs> took them with me, but I never could let go. And, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, my friend Dave was there again, and uh, his new friend was there, and she was really cool. And we all had a great time. And um, what else was important? So this, the so over the three years that I went, you know, that had been a six-year time span, and um, I did notice changes. I noticed that the law enforcement scene was definitely getting heavier, and I was noticing more people get busted. And I have very sensitive ears. I have a, a thing with my ears. So um, I always carry ear, earplugs, especially out there. I'd always have, you know, packs of earplugs with me. And so, I was, you know, one night I was out on the, uh, you know, not on the playa, not in the deep playa, kind of near the edge of town. And somebody was playing, um, you know, big DJ, big, big, one of the big setups there, one of the big stages. And I somehow found myself like behind the stage because uh, it's quieter, you know, I couldn't, I can't hang out too close to the speakers, uh, but I wanted to still check out what was happening, right, and so I'm there, and I go to put my earplugs in, and as soon as I pulled my hand out of my backpack, somebody grabs my wrist with authority, and I froze, right, and I may have been in a mental state where this really jumped out of, <laughs> it really caught me off guard, right, and I froze, and I could see a person of authority in holding on to me and looking me right in the face. And uh, she was, on the one hand, beautiful and also terrifying because she was obviously somebody who was looking to bust me for possession of something, right? And um, and I was like, and I couldn't talk. I could. I was a deer in headlights. And and I could see out of my periphery two other big scary guys. Um, with flashlights looking on the ground to see if I had ditched something, looking for, you know, some kind of something to pin on me. And, uh, you know, I'm just terrified right now. And um, and she's looking at me, and I'm looking at her, and um, she's – oh, and I had in my hand a um, 
thing for my sinuses, like a uh, what's that stuff called? You put it's like a bravers use this stuff all the time. That's why I had some, but it it's also good for your um for your sinuses. It helps you breathe clear, and uh, it they, they have these little like chapstick size ones, and you could basically stick it up to your nose and inhale, and it clears your sinuses, right? Which is what I needed because in the middle of freaking dust, right? And so I had that in my hand, and she grabbed my hand. And I and she opens it and she looks at me and she says for the dust, and I just shook my head yes, and she kind of waited there to see if those guys found anything, and then she said okay keep moving don't stand here, and then I put it away and I just you know zipped up my bag and started walking as casually as I could away back toward camp, and at this point I'm I'm on a bad one all of a sudden right stuff just went got really scary because I didn't see this coming at all. I was minding my own business, um, you know, I already had my earplugs in, that's what it was, that's why I didn't hear them, I already had my earplugs in, I was trying to get my sinus stuff, and, um, you know, these people just swooped on me, and, uh, and then, so I'm walking back to our camp, and, you know, I don't know if I'm being followed, so now I'm getting paranoid, and I'm trying to look over my shoulder without looking over my shoulder, and so I make this turn, kind of wide enough I could try to tell, and I can't tell, and I start getting back to my camp, and at this point, we had the uh, we had a motorhome, and so I was kind of taking back roads to kind of you know lose any tail I might have, and um, you know I'm kind of standing in this one place trying to just digest what's going on, try to sense how much of this is paranoia, how much of this is reality, and uh, out of nowhere, this dude like walks by and he's got these lights on his visor, and he just I, I don't know this guy, and I'm in kind of a random spot for a random to walk through, but he did. And then there's um, some cops on quads that roll by, and I'm just losing my stuff at this point now. So I would start walking over uh, very quickly to the porta potties, so I could go in and and just get in the porta potty for a moment, just to just to get away. Like I, you know, I'm freaking out at this point, and I see one of my friends there, fortunately, and I just, um, you know, they could tell I think that I was pretty um, worked up at that point, right? And uh, and they walk back to camp with me and kind of, um, you know, calm me down. Uh, but that really put a bad spin on the event for me personally. Um, put a lot of fear into my heart and into my soul. And um, I just saw a lot of people get busted. And I know one of my other good, uh, one of my not one of my personal good friends, but a good acquaintance and a good friend of one of my good friends, um, a DJ and producer in the San Francisco area. He got hassled uh, quite a bit by those guys too. And um, so I just started hearing a lot more of these kind of situations. I saw a lot of people get busted. I personally got had a real close brush in with, I don't even, I, I think they were, um, I don't know what level they were. Uh, she was very official and, and terrifying. And um, and that really put the whole thing in a, in a very different light for me. It suddenly became way less fun and way more scary. I felt like it, like anything could happen. It was kind of maybe that fear again, right? The fear and the loathing. Um, you know, the fear, when the fear kicks in, it's like fight or flight, but uh, these are folks you can't fight because this is, you know, it's like the the big dogs, right? They're there to bust people. And that changed, I don't want to say changed everything, but it certainly changed a lot of things for me personally. And I haven't been back. And I don't know that that was, you know, that certainly wasn't the only reason. I'm older, I got wife and kids and, you know, bills and I've done my fair share of partying and, you know, I'm happy to be much more chill these days. Um, but that was certainly something that 
had an impact on my experience and uh, took took a little bit away from the vibe, for sure. Um, so, not to be a party kill for anybody else out there. Sorry, that's not the idea, but just wanted to share um, that you know, and things changed. The, the event has has gotten much much bigger, of course, over the years as it's grown in popularity, and more and more people come in, and people do it their own way, and everybody's uh, you know got their opinions about whether that's good or bad. I have no opinion about it, just that it changed. And and it will continue to change, I'm sure. And so um, I think back in the olden days, the kind of cops and the uh, local authorities and whatnot that worked the event were much more hip and in tune to what was going on there and much more appreciative of what was going on there. And then as it grew and they started bringing in other folks that are, you know, enforcement type, um, I think that that was kind of lost on them and they it was an us against them kind of mentality and uh you know it is what it is right so there you go that's uh it's kind of a downer let's not end it there yeah overall i'm very glad i went and it was um, all three years were uh, unique in their own ways and um similar in other ways and if you're into that sort of thing you know do your homework for sure there's there's a lot of stuff online about it and uh very strong culture around it and oh and my third year what was else was cool was um that my friend and i joined helped out with the uh the invite the the people that welcome people in the welcoming crew you know the folks that work the event and, and volunteer for the event so that was pretty fun that was kind of a neat experience to raz Hayes people that were new and coming in. Uh, that was cool. Car, the car BQ, uh, car that was on fire. It's like a barbecue, but it's a car that was just eternally burning. That's how we got stayed warm that night. Um, absinthe, definitely drank a lot of absinthe. <laughs> that was our first time, actually. <laughs> Jared uh, filled his camel pack with absinthe. And then one year, um, second year we went, I think Jared brewed some beer with absinthe in it. And we, that stuff was just like, dude, none of us, every time I drink it, I passed out. And I'm I'm not a passing out guy. It was just like, drink it and then boom, take a nap for two hours. And uh, so we went pretty easy on that stuff because it was pretty strong. And you're in the desert anyway, so you're already dehydrated. So um, it was fun. <laughs> we just got a lot of sleep in with that stuff. And then you had this other batch that had coffee in it. So that was kind of like the... You know, when we wanted to stay awake, we would drink the beer with coffee in it. And then when we wanted to go to sleep, we would drink the the other beer. Good times, friends. Good times. So that was Burning Man for me in a nutshell. Awesome, awesome, awesome times. Be careful. You know, drink lots of water, um, which brings me to another story that I'm not going to share. But, yeah, bring water. You know, people get dehydrated out there all the time. It's a, it's a crazy place. So be safe if you go, do your homework, go with folks that know what they're doing, you know what to expect, so that way you're not caught off guard, so it is a pretty wild place, and uh, a lot of new and unique experiences to be had for sure, so you want to be safe, you want to travel with people you trust and know, and until next time, my friend, be flowing. <laughs>